Hey, welcome back to the show. I am so glad that you are here because today you get the opportunity to listen in on another conversation that I had with one of my sisters, one of my dear sisters, Mel, and this conversation is gonna bless you so much. Trust me, she drops so much knowledge, so much wisdom, just insight. It's just, it's just good, trust me. So you're gonna wanna hear all of this episode, but first let me tell you a little bit more about Mel just in case you don't know her. Melissa Mel. Seaman Johnson is an emerging voice in ministry and the marketplace. Known as a piece of mail on social media, Mail has built an influential brand raising awareness of our role as believers in our designated spheres of influence. She believes every believer is a messenger and has a unique assignment to take dominion and advance the kingdom of God here on earth. So a few quick questions before we jump into today's episode. Number one, do you believe that God created you with a purpose in mind? Number two, do you believe that there is a unique assignment that only you can fulfill in the earth? And then number three, have you signed up for my free workshop? And if not, girl, what are you waiting for? In my free workshop, how to discover your calling in 30 days or less so you can confidently take action on your God-given assignment, we discuss how to find tools to assess your unique gifts, how to locate scriptures to support your calling work, how to seek out mentors and training resources to be better equipped, and how to take action to launch into your calling. The time is now, sis. No more stalling, no more waiting, no more playing, none of that. Go to shaylahilton.com backslash free workshop to sign up today or check the show notes below for the link. Hey friend, welcome to the Called and Confident podcast where you will find strategies and solutions to discover your calling, get unstuck, and move in the direction that God is leading you. I'm Shayla and for many years I struggled doing all of the things, but still wondered what was my true purpose. I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it just didn't feel like it was all coming together or making the impact that I had expected. I just felt like there was still so much more. Have you been feeling stuck in life and wondering if God has forgotten about you? If so, I can totally relate. My mission is to help you take action on your God-given assignment so you can confidently live healthy, healed, and whole. If you're ready to say yes to your calling and start moving forward, then you're in the right place. Girl, it's time for a little sister chat. You grab the popcorn, I'll grab the peanut M&Ms and meet me on the couch. Let's get started. So everyone, welcome back to the show. I am so glad that you are here today because you are in for a treat. I have another one of my good sis is on today and this is Mel and you need to hear from her. Mel is such a blessing to my life and she is a blessing to the body of Christ. She is always there when I need encouragement, when I need support, I can always call on her. So I'm just excited that you all are gonna get the opportunity to hear from her today. So Mel, welcome to the Called and Confident podcast. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm, I'm so, so glad. I love this podcast. I listen to it. So I'm excited to be a guest. Thank you so much. So sis, do us a favor and introduce yourself to all of the listeners. 
Okay. Well, my name is Mel, you guys. I actually, I'm a, I'm a servant of God. And I say that it sounds churchy, but it's true <laughs> because whatever God wants me to do, that is what I do. So as of right now, I preach, I have um, a gathering called the Prophetic Huddle on Tuesday nights on YouTube. And so I've been doing that for so long. The name has changed, but I've been doing that for about eight years now. Every Tuesday, locking down Bible study. Um, I am the creator and founder of a online coaching community called APOM, which stands for a piece of mail. And it's a faith-based coaching community where we coach leaders and messengers of the gospel spiritually, professionally, and personally. And so right now, those are my main focus. Those are my main focus areas. That's the assignment that God has called me to. Yes, I love that. And I have had the opportunity to sit in on some things that you've done in the APOM community and then being able to listen into the prophetic huddle. And it is always a blessing. You are always right there on the pulse of what God has going on and what he is speaking to the people. And so I always enjoy it. And a fun fact about Mel, she helped me kick off this whole called and confident movement. She and a couple of our other sisters, we did a workshop a couple months back and Mel was one of our speakers and she shared from her heart and it was just a beautiful message. So if you haven't heard that, you definitely need to check out that recap. I'll make sure I link it in the show notes for you to do that. But Mel, just to start us off, will you kind of tell us how did you discover what God called you to do? Wow. So it was a journey. And I want to say that because so many people, they look at me and they think that I got it overnight and I did not. All of my life, I heard people call me a prophet Mm -hmm. and I never knew what it was, but I would be so young and every Sunday people would say, or pastors will call me up and they would say, Hey, sit right here in this seat. You're going to be here someday. Mm. And I would just sit in this seat and I'm like, this is so weird. And every time I think about my journey, my aunt, she planted seeds in my life since I was born. And she would always tell me you are a prophet of God mm. and you are going to preach one day. Yes. And you know, every parent says that every right. that child, everybody right, right. Age. <laughs> and so I used to, I used to listen, but I didn't know what that was. And so when I was 14, a fun fact that I don't really share often is because people saw that mantle on my life, they put me in these roles that I was not ready to feel. Okay. And so I was the leader of the praise and worship team. They would always have me minister and I was not fully saved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I wasn't fully discipled. Um, I was in a church where they were very strict with rules. You couldn't wear nails. You couldn't wear earrings. You couldn't wear makeup. And so, although I had the appearance of godliness, my flesh was through the roof. Right. Uh I was still very much so living a very carnal life. And I got rebuked publicly at the age of 14. Wow. And Uh I mean, in front of the whole church. Okay. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. called up and rebuked me because someone shared something that the Holy Ghost did not share. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Someone shared and from that moment, I vowed that I would never step foot in the church ever again. Wow. And I left the church as soon as I got grown because I couldn't do it in my mom's house. <laughs> right. Living under her roof, you had to go to church. Yeah. 
So as soon as I went away to college, I vowed to never step foot in church again. Wow. And everywhere that I went, and I still did fellowship every now and again on Sundays, they reminded me that I was going to preach one day. And so to fast forward, by the time I was 22, there was an inward call that I could not shake. Mm -hmm. Um, We can be transparent here. No matter how much I drank, no matter how much I smoked or partied, could not ignore the voice. And it was like an inward knowing that you are going to call. And the funny thing about it is, as drunk as I used to get, I used to tell people, I'm going to preach one day. I'm going to be a pastor. And everybody's like, don't give for nothing else to right, right. I'm going to be a pastor. But I heard God calling me. Yes. Greater. And so at 22, I answered that call and I just started following God and I just started obeying him. This is not me seeking him to be a prophet or be a pastor. I just wanted to know him for him. And that's what my when my journey began of me finding out who I was in God that is so good I didn't know that story so that was so (laughs) so so good that is so good so what do you feel like has been your greatest challenge on this journey so far oh I feel like I'm sitting in in a chair honey Mm -hmm. um I would say my greatest challenge is being accepted Okay. I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. I don't look like your everyday prophet. Uh I always tell people I just wasn't raised that way. You know, Um, my challenge is people really accepting my personality. Yeah. Accepting how big my personality is. Just accepting me for me. You know, a lot of times when people hear you and they hear me prophesy and pray, some reason they think I'm like that 24 seven. Yeah. I'm like that at Walmart. I'm like that at Publix. And I'm just like, um, no, I'm in the gym. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that is a great challenge and the greatest challenge of ministry and of my life is just being accepted and wondering if people would still think that I'm credible. Yeah. Maybe because I have tattoos and because I have a nose piercing. So that would be my greatest challenge. That's That's really good. And I think a lot of prophets and prophetic people feel that way and experience that way. It's always this feeling of isolation a little bit, a little bit of rejection, you know, am I accepted here? Do people get me? Do people see me? So yeah, I can totally relate to that. What is one thing that you do when you're having trouble hearing from God? Well, I have a trusted group of people, mm-hmm. Shayla, you are included, mm-hmm. that I reach out to because a lot of people won't admit that every one of us will have that moment exactly. where we feel like we can't hear from God. And so in those moments, I call on trusted people who I know can hear from the Lord. And I call and I allow them to pray for me. Yes. So that is what I, I have grown to do, one. And then two, I just read the Bible. That's it. I just continue to read because, you know, that's God talking sometimes as prophets and as anyone who walk with God, you know how you talk to God. Yeah. So you expect that all the time, but sometimes you don't get those dreams. You don't get those mountaintop experiences, Mm -hmm. but you got to go back to the word and you have to be confident that this is God. And so if it's not anyone praying for me, then I'm always in the word, just reading. That's good. That's so good. And so to the listener, because I feel like there's going to be women listening who are going to feel like 
I, I can relate to Mel. I get what she's saying. I feel that way. Or I felt like maybe some things I've done in my life or choices I've made, maybe now God can't use me because of the decisions I've made or where I find myself. What would you say to that woman? I would say God can use you and he will. Mm-hmm. And heavy on the he will use you. Yeah. I remember when I was back in my day, when God has a call on your life and he has his hand on you, he will get the glory out of your life. Absolutely. And That's so right. he will use you in the most un- unorthodox places, the most untraditional places to show you that he still has a plan for you. Mm-hmm. And so for the women, for the woman who may feel like, you know, God can't use me. God is using you. You just don't realize it yet. Yeah. Don't look to be used in a church. Be look to be used where you are. Yeah. That advice that you give to someone, you being there as an emotional support or just to support someone, that is God using you. We have to really get out of feeling like we have to be used behind a pulpit. Know that God is still using you where you are. That's so good. That is so good. Because I do think a lot of people feel like, well, if they're not preaching or they're not praying for people or they're not Mm -hmm. prophesying to people, then they're not doing anything important or they're not doing anything significant for the kingdom. And that is just absolutely not true. And so I love that. And I absolutely love that about your ministry mail, because you are all about people being used of God where they are in the marketplace or, you know, wherever God has them. And so I love that because I'm wondering if a woman feels like, well, I'm on my job and I want to be used by God, but I don't know if the people there respect me or I don't know if they see me that way. What Mm -hmm. would you recommend she do? I would recommend you to live your life. Mm. And I'm just a firm believer that your lifestyle is your biggest, the biggest display of who God is. Absolutely. People are not falling for the hype anymore. Yeah. are watching. That's just it. And so the gifts of the spirit, as long as they're on display, people will know. I look, I got all of these stories. I have a friend now and she would always credit her walk with Christ based on our relationship at work. She will say things like when the manager switched this up, you never complained. You never got angry. I just watched you like, how aren't you losing your mind right now? You didn't get that promotion. Why, how come Mel's not mad? And when she said that, I'm like, she was watching me this entire time. Yeah. And she said it was something about you that was different from all of us. And she was like, it was your relationship with God. Now that I have a relationship, I realized that that was the reason why you never got angry. You always was humble about, you know, where they placed you at, at the job. No matter how wrong they did, you, you still responded with love. That right there, that made her get a relationship with God. And yes. she is actually a believer. She just drifted away, but it was my life. Yeah. And so I would say to the woman that you don't have to speak in tongues. You don't have to lay oil on the desk. Right. Live your life and right. allow God's glory to be demonstrated 
on your life. Absolutely. And people are watching you and they will see the God in you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We always think it has to be done a certain way or it has to look a certain way. And it does not. And yeah. you don't have to necessarily walk through the office saying, thus said of the Lord, you know, people right. will see and they will receive because God is still moving and flowing regardless, yeah. you know? And so I totally agree with you. And I just believe that we just have to yield to God and we have to do it how he tells us to do it. Like, Sometimes he may tell you, I need you to say it like this. I need you to stand flat footed and prophesy. And then other times he might say, no, I just need your light to shine while you're there. And, and I totally agree. We just have to be willing to ebb and flow with Holy Spirit as he is leading us. So that is so good. That's so good, Mel, because I think people are just keep expecting it to look a certain way. Or even when people grow up in church, they think I have to do it how my pastor did it, or I have to do it how this person, and that's not what God is calling us to do. You and I have talked a lot about God is calling for authenticity in this season. He is looking for people who are just going to show up and do what he is Mm -hmm. telling them to do and leading them to do. And so that's so good. Now, I know that you are freeing women because people need to know they don't have to be bound to do it in a traditional way. Yes. They need to show up in who God called them to be and do it how he leads them to do it. So that's so good, Mel. That's so, so good. Yes. How would you say your calling work or your assignment has changed over the years? Oh, Lord. Like you said, is as long as you're allowing the Holy Spirit to flow, it's going to change. Mm-hmm. I would say my assignment before when I was called into ministry my assignment was to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, God placed me in ministry. I was serving in a, as a minister um, under a ministry and it was just to the church. So I was doing conferences. I was doing Sundays. And now I feel like God has me on the ground now. Mm-hmm. Now ministry is very relatable. It's, you know, at the woman's brunch, is at the birthday parties, is at va- on vacations. Now I really feel like I live a life of ministry where it's not you know, on a stage, mm-hmm. I'm not behind a podium, but right, I'm right here, peer to peer. Yeah. And I'm talking to women, I'm meeting women and I'm meeting men and I get to speak to them and I get to minister to them on a one-on-one basis. And so now I feel like God has called me to these different spheres of influence and he just places me there. And the people that I get to meet, I'm able to minister to. And so now my assignment is more hands-on. Um, and I know it's going to change. I know I'm going back behind that pulpit very yeah. soon. But now I, I feel like people are, are going to have this Jesus experience with me. You know how people experience Jesus way before he was the Messiah or before yeah. he claimed to be. Mm-hmm. There was a woman at the well who's like, I, I, yes. Or the tax collectors, I think Jesus he was at the crib with us. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had this Jesus experience. I really feel like people will get to meet me and witness male being at the bridal shower male being at the baby shower and she prayed for me yeah so ministry these days or my assignment is definitely hands-on peer-to-peer woman-to-woman and definitely in a coaching environment these days I love that that's so good it's so good and you're so powerful and impactful wherever you are and however God uses you. So I love that. So Mel, I always ask the guest on the show to fill in the blank. So I'm going to ask you to do the same. 
if a woman is going to confidently walk in her calling, she must blank. Surrender to God. Mm. That's good. You gotta stay surrendered. If if you're gonna walk out your calling, the call that only God gave you, you gotta surrender. Yes. That's so good. What does surrender mean to you? Like, what does that look like to you? Surrender to me means that you're willing to walk away from your plans. Mm-hmm. Surrender means that you're willing to let go of anything in exchange for what God has. Yes. It means that. And to me, that's just exactly what surrender is. It's not even that you have to always walk away from something, but you have to be willing. You have to be willing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is what surrender is to me. That's perfect. That is a perfect and a beautiful way to close out. Mel, thank you so much for sharing with the listeners today on the Called and Confident podcast. I know they are going to be tremendously blessed by this. So will you let... They will. They will for sure. Will you let the ladies know how they can get in contact with you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at a piece of mail. Um, You can also follow the coaching community that um, I lead, APOM community that's on Instagram. You can also find me on my website, www.apieceofmail.com and on YouTube by typing in a piece of mail. We have so many platforms. Yes. Just want to make sure you got all of them. And so you can find me on YouTube at a piece of mail as well. Perfect. And I'll have all of that linked in the show notes so you can get in contact with Mel because I know you're going to want to do that. Mel, thanks again for joining us today on the show. I truly appreciate it. I love you. I appreciate your sisterhood, your friendship, the woman that you are. And I just want to thank you publicly for all that you do for me. And so thank you for being with us today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Wonderful. And I will talk to you all again on the next episode. Bye. All right, sis, I know you have to get back to your day, but I hope this was helpful and I pray it blessed you tremendously. Before you go, can you leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share this with another sister who is ready to confidently walk in her calling? Oh, and don't forget to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you and I want you to know that I'm praying for you. Just remember, God's got it and God's got you. Talk to you soon.